Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is episode number 345. Ines from Lupacata is joining me on the podcast today. I don't know if I said that right, but I think I did. We're going to talk about pizza pop-ups, having pizza weddings, what she's up to, how coronavirus affected her business in a positive way. Not that coronavirus is positive, but it helped her business, and we'll talk about how she did that, what she's up to, mental health, why that's really important for pizza operators, and how to deal with online social media. It's good, promotes your business, but how do you take a break from it? We're talking about that on this episode of the podcast. It's always good to talk with Ines. She joined me again right at the beginning of this whole scenario. Last year, we talked right as it was happening. We didn't know what was going to be happening or how long it was going to last. So I thought it would be good to have her follow up and see how she's doing. Because I always like to do that with past guests of the show. And I thought you would like this episode as well. First, let's talk about Pizza Summit 2021. All the replays are available. Go over to pizzasummit2021.com, 2021.com. They're all available for 10 bucks. 10 bucks, you get access to all of the replay sessions that we had at this year's Pizza Summit, which is probably going to be an annual thing, so stay tuned for next year's. But that is pizzasummit2021.com. Now, let's, after that, thank you so much for everybody who joined me and joined us live. It was an amazing event. Thank you to all the sponsors. Slice, we had Stanislaw, Corto, Olive Oil. We had Pizza Cloud, which is a cloud operating system for your phone, so you never lose a phone line. We had so many great sponsors. Uh, Baccio Cheese, Thank you to all the sponsors. Thank you to all the guests. Thank you to all the presenters because they are really the ones that put in the work to give you an amazing Pizza Summit 2021.com. So if you haven't yet, head over to that website address. Get your replays for 10 bucks. You get access to all of them over there. The other thing I wanted to touch on was Pizza Expo, which is supposedly happening in August. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this year. And my plan was to attend and head over to the Forza Forney booth, which I usually do at these expos, and do these podcast episodes live. What I found was that, first of all, Forza Forney isn't planning on attending this year, which is sad. So if I do go, I need a new place to record and have these interviews. So if you have a booth at this year's Pizza Expo, email me, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. If I attend, which I'll talk about in a second, I'm going to need a new spot to do the interviews because Forza Forney, unfortunately, isn't attending this year's expo. The other thing I want to talk about, and by the way, shout out to Forza Forney, longtime supporter and sponsor of this podcast. If you're looking for a new oven or they have mixers, they have dough dividers, mobile units, brick and mortar units, if you're interested in getting into the pizza industry or you need an upgrade for your oven, head over to ForzaForney.com for uh, to speak with somebody at Forza Forney, they can help you and guide you in the right direction to pick the perfect oven for your business. Speaking of Pizza Expo, my plan was to attend because it's happening and it didn't happen last year. Both Pizza Expo and Pizza and Pasta, which happens in Atlantic City, got canceled. The Pizza Expo for March got pushed back to June, and then it got pushed back to July and August, and now I guess it's happening. But my thought process originally was I'm going. But after talking to a lot of people in a lot of companies, it doesn't seem to be, it doesn't look like it's going to be what it was in the past. Now, I could be wrong, but I've talked to a lot of people who said that August is just not a good time for them. It's a busy time. Kids are going back to school. Uh, it's just not, they're not able to get out of their business. And because of those circumstances, a lot of vendors and people who usually have booths aren't planning on having booths. There's been three or four companies that I've talked to that aren't doing booths this year and a lot of people who aren't going at all. So I don't know. I I originally thought I was going to go, and but now I'm not so sure. So if you are attending, do me a favor. Either shoot me an email and let me know if you are going so I can judge to see if I should go this year or hit me up on Instagram. I am at Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram or at the Bruce Irving on Instagram, whichever one you want to do for those. And let me know if you plan on attending, either if you do or you don't. Because if there's going to be some people and it's going to be a good show, I will go. But I don't want to go if it's not what it usually is. I don't want to go to the Pizza Expo this year, fly all the way to Las Vegas in August, and have it be half of the show it usually is. So let me know if you are attending. I'm curious to see who's going and who isn't and why. 
But let's get back to the podcast for today with Ines. A couple sponsors I have to say thank you to, and then we're going to get right into the podcast. If you're looking for consistent quality and superior fresh tomato flavor, check out Stanislaus Food Products. Real Italian values guide this family-owned company. Values like work hard, never cut corners, always do your best, and keep your word. They know consistent flavor and quality is crucial to great food. That's why they work so hard to provide you with the freshest tomato flavor can after can. You can follow them on Instagram at Stanislaus Tomatoes for weekly business building ideas from other successful pizzerias. And I have to say, over the past few months, I've been using Stanislaus products in my pizzas that you see over on Instagram that I'm making at home, and I'm very happy with the results. I love this food product, and I am very picky about who we suggest you use here on the podcast. So if you hear them on the podcast, you know I endorse them, I use them, I enjoy them. So if you're listening to this, go check them out on Instagram, at Stanislaus Tomatoes. You will not regret it. If you're looking to market your pizzeria in 2021, you have to contact MailShark. It's got to be your direct mail go-to company. Whether you want to get your menu in the hands of new customers or promote your pizza shop with a postcard, magnet, or one of the hottest direct mail pieces, they have these plastic postcards. MailShark will work with you to come up with the best marketing plan that fits your budget, and that's very important in 2021. MailShark gives pizzerias the ability to spread those mailings and payments out over a weekly schedule so it doesn't have to be all upfront money it helps you out lets you work with them to put those content pieces out and pay for it as you go thousands of pizzerias trust mail shark with their direct mail and printing marketing they are the best in the industry give them a call today 610-621-5116 or you can visit them at themailshark.com forward slash SPM to find out how they can help your pizza shop. They have so many options available. Again, 610-621-5116 or themailshark.com forward slash SPM. All right, Ines, welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to talk to you once again. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So we talked, I think we talked last on the podcast right as COVID was happening, maybe a couple weeks after the lockdown, but so how has it been for you the last 12 months now that, uh, you know, you, ha- you went through all of that and we're starting to kind of creep out of it? Um, honestly, for my business, it's been really, really great. Um, I feel very lucky to have had the opportunities to just test everything out that I've been wanting to test out. I, I think in the, maybe the earlier discussion, I, or the first conversation I, I talked about wanting to do, uh, do I was how I wanted to do do it yourself pizza kits. Yeah. It was the original idea. And then obviously, you know, a lot of people did do it yourself pizza kits last year, but, um, it was great for me to test out finally. Um, and yeah, I mean the, I think as everybody saw, uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, numbers were crazy high. Um, it was almost, you know, too difficult to handle, I think growing in that period. And then they kind of, you know, fizzled out a little bit. Um, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting to see like someone, someone put this really well. They said like at the beginning of the pandemic, I think everybody wanted to support, you know, all of the really, really small businesses and buy cheese from here. And, juice from there. Um, and, and then after a while, and they're more afraid of like the bigger whole foods and other, other businesses. And then after a while, like, you know, people kind of went to their own old habits and just wanting to buy everything in one store essentially. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Another, an adjustment, um, after, you know, like the huge rush, um, at the beginning, again, I was like, I just, I think I had a few like mental breakdowns because I, it was just so busy. Um, That's a good thing you, though, I guess, right? Like, especially if you no. just started something. I think you're right too. Like, I think in the beginning of this, people were trying to support local businesses because they didn't know how long this was going to last, right? And I think they, they, I don't think any of us had an idea that it was going to be a year, over a year later, and it was still going to be kind of in this process of just coming out of it now i think in the beginning they're like all right let's do whatever we can to support local businesses so that way in a month or two when this is over uh they're still around i think that's what the thought process was 
Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, and, and it was, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, it was good to be really, really busy. And I think another thing that was really scary at the time at the beginning was, um, you know, you didn't know if you were really making people sick or not. Um, but then people still needed to eat, you know, and then people still needed to like something fun to do, uh, to not go crazy. Um, so it was like this weird, different level of social responsibility, I feel like. And, you know, I got pressures from different people and different friends of like, you know, um, I don't know. It was very, very scary. But then, yeah, I, I think after a while, um, you, you feel like you just keep pivoting and kept changing. Um, so I did, um, I would do some private parties. I would do some like corporate gifting, which was great. Um, towards the end of the year, I loved, loved doing that. Um, and, uh, was just finding different ways to, I think the biggest thing was, um, that's really helped during this time was collaborating with, uh, different entrepreneurs and businesses and kind of gaining creative energy off of each other while helping each other out at the same time. Are those people that um, you knew or did you know them from social media or the internet? Both, both. Um, so some, I mean, I think like, you know, I was just talking this morning at the farmer's market um, about this, at how I have a love hate relationship with social media um, <laughs> and, in the sense that like, you know, I mean, I've created some really profound relationships through social media where like, I mean, Peels on Wheels, uh, Lewis is like become like a really good friend that we talk, we would like, we would talk like once a week, um, just on the phone about like what we were going through and, um, you know, like what was the right way to approach certain things as, you know, a, a pizza startup essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think in that, in that way, like collaborating with either other pizza people or other food businesses, again, just meeting them online and saying, Hey, I like what you're doing. Um, let's collaborate and do something cool so we can lift each other off. And, and just, you just get a hold of their audiences, your audiences, yeah. and sometimes new audiences that they're like, Oh, who are those people? They're doing cool things. That's interesting. I like that. I like doing that. You're right. The internet is good and bad. It obviously has its pros and cons because there's a lot of great relationships that you can build on the internet, but there's also a lot of time wasting and a lot of, um, you know, people on the internet who aren't the nicest people in the world. No. And I think you, it's like, I guess in, in both those aspects, like one, sometimes you learn that maybe you're not on the same wavelength as another person. And then you both tend to get like, you can get emotionally wrapped up in it and um, just outraged by human behavior sometimes. Um, Whether it's like an encounter with you or hearing about an encounter with that one of your friends has experienced um, who has a business. Like it's, it's, uh, but then I think the biggest lesson with that is just walk away, um, and, you know, try to be nice and just try not to engage in like bad conversation, you know? Yeah. I don't do um, that whatsoever. I try to avoid the internet unless it's for business or business purposes or to support friends or people I've met. That's the only time I ever use the internet. I don't like go there for um, personal use or to waste time. There's so much time in the day to do stuff outside of that. I don't think it's not for me, at least it's not necessary. I mean, if you have figured that out, I would love to know your secrets because that was, that was what I was really talking about earlier was more so just like time wasting. And that it's like, I think it's, it's finding a balance, right. Of, of your, there's so many, people doing inspiring things that are like awesome and it's amazing. But then there's this kind of jealousy that you can get. Um, yeah, I, I, I understand that point too. Yeah. Like you think, yeah. you see, that's the thing. Like once you realize, so here's the thing about me doing this podcast in this, I've learned that there's, there's Instagram reality and then there's reality reality. And yep. a lot of what you see people do on the internet is not what they actually do in real life. As much as we think and we look up to me reaching out to people who look like they have a super successful business on Instagram. I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not going to say anybody's name, but there's a lot of people who you look up to, and I'm not referring to you, but like people in general. No, absolutely. Um, I look mean, up to, or look from the outside looking in, it looks like they have a super successful business. And then you kind of 
dive deep into it and it's not what it looks like in real life the same as it looks on Instagram. No, absolutely. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, they say like, oh my God, like you, you're killing it. Like how you must be just, I'm like, you know, I am and I'm not at the same time. Like I, it's definitely struggling like all other businesses, whether it's like you're trying to keep up and grow super fast or just like trying to figure out what is the best way for your business which path is yeah. the best way for business? And I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to come across like they're trying to, they're trying to mislead people. I think everybody well, you're on, supposed they, to. yeah, everybody on the internet tries to put their best foot forward, right? You're never gonna, you're never going to put your failures or the things you did wrong on the internet for everybody else to see. You always want to put your best foot forward. So it's hard to look at that from the outside and be like, oh, look, like you said, everybody thinks you're killing it, even though inside you're like oh man business is hard like how do i figure this out Uh, they only see what you put out there on the internet and that's hard to judge well and i i i put my i take my i don't know what the expression is i take my hat off to um some of the people i don't i think that's kind of an on-brand point with sometimes their instagram but people that have been very very honest and say like hey i'm i'm like having an emotional like breakdown and anxiety and I don't have anybody to talk to and business can be really challenging. And, and, you know, I've reached out to those people and be like, Hey, I don't know you, but if you want to talk, I'm here. Um, cause I know, I, I think this, this is an, an interesting thing of like, I feel like the female versus male. Um, I have a lot of girlfriends, um, in the food industry, whether it's in pizza or other things and we're able to, we're just, girls are more, and this is again, stereotyping because some guys are more open about their feelings and what they're going through. But like, you know, I have that community where I'm like, I'm going through the stress and it's crazy. And I don't know why I feel crazy. And, and I think they're like, yes, I feel the same way. And it's just nice to have that outlet. But I think men, some men don't have those people that they just have to put up this like strong front and be tough, but I think it's important to be vulnerable, especially with like a network of, you know, different entrepreneurs, like maybe that maybe you can have, or maybe there should be a thing where you have this like group therapy that we're all like going together to like lift each other up. Um, oh, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I was talking to somebody um, in another session at the pizza summit this year where one of the questions that I sent out. So I don't generally do questions for podcasts because I like to have the conversation go wherever it goes, like and have no set agenda. But I did send out a, a question overview of, you know, questions I wanted to ask people at the Pizza Summit. And one of them was like, how do you deal with stress and how do you deal with self-care? And to me, I was interested in that because you know, we spend a lot of time online. And like you said, sometimes you get down on yourself because you don't feel like you're living up to maybe your uh, standard of what you think of yourself and you compare yourself to other people. So I put those on the list kind of for me because I wanted to see how other people were doing it. And it come to find out that a lot of people who I interviewed at the pizza summit were like, you know what, Bruce, I want to know what other people do to deal with stress or I want to know how they deal with self-care. So it actually was a topic that I talked about quite a bit. So it's it's funny how you and I got on that subject because you're right. And I, I have three daughters. So I live in a house. I have no sons. I have three daughters. I'm married. Mm-hmm. Four women living in my house with me. And I'm the only male. And I can tell you that you're right. Like they talk to each other if they have problems. But as a guy, we don't feel like we should share if there's something wrong, there's always like that front you have to put on, like no matter what happens, we can handle it and we're going to deal with it and there's nothing going to be wrong with it. So it's interesting that you said that. And I think self-care is important. I'm curious to see how other people deal with that and what they do. Well, and I think like, you know, I, I don't know if you, I'm not going to mention names here, but it's not a pizza person, but I saw uh, one business just um, it was more of like a pop-up style business. They've worked in the restaurant industry for a while and they started posting on social media and saying like stuff like, um, I'm not going to cuss. Uh, you can, if you want, this isn't a clean, this is, I don't think there's a lot of kids listening to this. It's all business people, okay. but they're like, you know, fuck this industry. Um, it's like so hard. It's not worth it. Like we got sick. My wife and I got sick and we've been like busting our asses and, people just treat us like shit and I'm going like mentally insane and there's no mental health aspect. And you're like, Whoa, yeah. but 
like, it was kind of good to see that in terms of like, I think I, I've not been through that to that extent of, but some people, I think they just go, you know, you don't want people to go off the deep end and, you know, do anything dangerous and bad. So I think, you know, for, for self-care for me, it's, it's a combination of things. Like I like to get together with my, my husband is like the most supportive person in the world. Um, and he definitely lifts me up where he's like, Oh, like, are you tired? Like get off your butt and work harder and follow your dreams because like, this is amazing. Um, and, but I think like, it's also nice to like separately get again. I, my thing of self-care is like going out to dinner, uh, whether you have, whether you're drinking or you're not drinking, I've had to this time period take off, like, I think two months total of drinking, like since 2020, I had one month in October and then one month last month. Um, but so I'm saying you don't need to drink, but getting together with drinks or food with a group of people and just like talking and bitching if you need to bitch. Um, and like, you know, and then, and then just kind of like looking at it funnily and, and thinking about how you can help each other. Um, I think that's super, super important, um, to build that community, um, and to have, whether it's, I, I don't think, I don't think if you're not, I think it's important to have either fellow entrepreneurs or people in the pizza business or people in the restaurant industry. Like, I think, you know, I have other friends who are not in that industry, but I just, they just don't fully understand. And sometimes you get frustrated with them. They're like, no, you're wrong. You don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. I totally get Um, that. You know, it's like, I think turning off, you know, technology is fantastic. Like you and I are talking right now on zoom. We're recording this for the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast later, you may be at the pizza shop. You may be driving in the car. Like technology is amazing, but it's also a curse sometimes. And you know, we talked a lot at the pizza summit this year about the importance of checking out. And even though you have your phone and anybody can text you or message you or email you at any moment, and generally you're going to have it with you, the importance of checking out of your business for your mental health is so important. No matter what happens, as long as everybody is healthy and safe inside of the business, if the inventory comes in wrong or there's mistakes or a customer is not happy, all of that can be dealt with tomorrow. Like, if you're going to take a day off, take the day off. Don't check in. That's so important if you're going to make it in this industry and be able to last for the long haul. Absolutely. And and I, I mean, I think that's super important. And I think we need to do more of that. I did in December, I took 10 days off of like social media completely. Yeah. Um, and then I made like a post saying, hey, like, I'm not going to be, I'm, I'm taking like the next 10 days off. I'll be back when I'm back. Um, and then, you know, I did the email reply thing. Most of the, most of the inquiries, like people will reach out on Instagram or email and, um, and it, it's, it takes a while for you to, to like, for your chest just to, to stop, uh, floating, I guess. Um, and I don't know, that's a weird metaphor, but, um, but you, but, uh, it just, it, it feels so good to just not care and like realize that, you know, you're just a small, tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of this universe and like your businesses and, and you get more creative. Like, I I think like it's, it's more of that European mentality of we need to take more um, actual time off. And especially in this world today of like social media of, um, just take the time off and think and read and be bored and stare at nothing for a while. Um, because then that's where like the actual creativity and the hustle comes through, you know? Yeah. It's important. Cause like, I mean, it's just, it's interesting that we're talking about this the day after the three year anniversary of Anthony Bourdain who committed suicide and nobody really knew, yeah. like everybody was kind of shocked even, you know, all the people in the restaurant industry were shocked. His friends and family didn't even know what was going on. And that news hit a lot of people in our industry pretty hard. So it's interesting that we're talking about this the day after the three-year anniversary of that happening. And 
you know, it's it's a it's a question that we need to ask ourselves and be like, you know what, is it important to take time off? Yes, you have to. It's important. It's important for your mental state. And we're on this earth for such a small, like if you think about it, even if you live to be 80, 90, 100, like in the in the course of the universe, that's such a small time to be stressed out or angry or upset all the time. It's important. Like it, it, you'll fix any problem that comes up. Take the day off. It's going to be way better for your life. Totally. And, and I think like on the subject of, you know, back, back to that of like, again, just build your community, even if it's someone that you met on Instagram that you can just talk to and you never have to meet them ever again. It's funny that we're like going back and forth with social media, but being yeah. good and bad, but it's so true. Like, I think it's a great, I think if you can, if you can moderate your use personally without somebody else telling you how much to use it or how often to use it like if you can figure out how to spend time on social media to help your business but then be able to check out it's a great resource if you can't do that it could be hard it's like alcohol right like if you can drink it in moderation it's a fine but if you're a person who can't figure out how to drink it in moderation it could be really bad for you totally totally um yeah and i mean and i think this past where where i was just with a group of friends that they were like america has a drinking problem as we were drinking, we're like, no, I don't. Like, <laughs> but they, no, but it's, I, I agree with you. It, it, uh, if you can figure out how to work, use something to your advantage, like social media can be so great. And like, I would love to be able to use it to the way that you use it. I feel like, you know, like whatever you're, what are your posting is super inspiring and like gets me off my bed and, um, and, you know, makes me like think about social media in a different way. But but to like be able to, yeah, just know how to take that break and not let it, because it, I think it can paralyze you too at the same time. Um, yeah, from creativity. I, I, definitely. It gets you in like a fog of, you, it gets you in a fog of, instead of using your own brain for your creativity, it, it makes you try to search for creativity online. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's with anything, you know, like yeah. I think you, it's like the combination of your business with creativity. And then you have like, you know, you're looking at other people, non food people's lives and you're like, Oh, maybe I should be practicing self-care like that person and being like doing yoga on top of a mountain in Bali or like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it's like, it's, uh, it's, you just gotta, I think, all of us humans have to learn how to like in the U S especially like take that break. Um, and I don't know. And my little, uh, my little self-help is we got a dog last year. Um, who, um, definitely he might tackle me to the ground in a second. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he, uh, has like made, life super challenging in a lot of ways. And like, as I'm sure you're, daughters have made life very challenging but it's also like super rewarding in that sense that you're like oh like you're kind of cool you know like it's fun to just you want them to enjoy life and it's fun to like put your effort into enjoying life with them and like taking a step out of whatever you're doing so it's you're kind of forced to it because your 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 girls are never going to leave you alone you're like like let's do something yeah, dad and like sure. so you might as well just feed into it and like taking my my pup on a walk like we got we kind of got him my parents were like well you guys love to travel you guys work your butts off my husband and I like you're gonna get a dog and you're gonna get like a giant dog like that you're you're stupid but we kind of wanted it to force ourselves to like go take walks you know like because we wouldn't go take the walk we would just keep working yeah. and you know, so, so I recommend getting puppies or, or having children, I guess, but I don't have children. So. <laughs> yeah. You'll, I'm sure you'll find that out soon enough. I mean, you're right. Like, uh, you know, my kids are different ages and different personalities and like to do different things. So it's, it's definitely an interesting, interesting to be around them and see them grow up and what they're interested in now. And it's much different for them. Like, you know, doing the podcast and and talking to them, like what they do and how they get information and how they choose where they spend their money and their time is much different than what I did when I was younger. So it's interesting to see that for sure. Oh my God. And especially during this pandemic, one of my, one of my good friends, she has a, she's in the industry and she has like a toddler that now he just thinks like they played restaurant 
And he thought that takeout was like the only thing about a restaurant and like dropping it off to the car and like, <laughs> like whoa, this is really strange. It is, isn't it? It's so strange. So what have you been like? So your business is you make pizza kits, right? And you do pop-ups. Well, so right now it's I am also in transitioning phase of and I did this did this last year or more so the year before of like doing some catering um pizza pizza private events yeah right now I am like busy out the wahoo for private events um is that because it's the season for that or because we're coming out of COVID and like everybody's getting back to their events and stuff I think it's the combination. Yeah. So it's like, you know, as, as I'm sure you've heard, it's the roaring twenties vibes of, um, people just want to party. Yeah. Um, and they want to spend money. Um, it'll be interesting. I don't know like where all this money is coming from. Not everybody's going to have it. So, but anyways, um, so a lot of people are just wanting, I mean, it's, it's throw pizza parties, private events, everything. Um, I, I personally don't like doing weddings. Um, Why not? Because uh, it's a lot of pressure. And I like having gotten married and somewhat being a chill bride, but still being like super stressed out about it on the day. I just, I just don't want to like be responsible for someone's like life changing moment of like my, my like businesses are you're, like, I have my own anxieties with other things that I don't want to <laughs> like suck the bride's anxiety levels. Um, I never thought of it that way. That's interesting because a lot of people who do pop-ups or pizza uh, tr have pizza trucks or mobile pizza units talk about that. And I've never thought of it. I'd never once thought of that until you just mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, and I, I feel, you know, like sometimes I've considered some, you know, especially if they're small, I, I feel like I like to do like no more than 50 people. Um, and then preferably like, 10 to 12 is my sweet spot. Um, I love doing like pizza tasting or pizza omakase, which is like, you know, if there's like six to 12 people, six to 12 people and they're sitting down at a table to do a chef's choice of like a full tasting menu of, you know, having this like interaction between myself and uh, the people sitting at the table and discussing the ingredients and where they came from yeah. and like what inspired the dish. And it's, it's just like a, it's a lovely relationship um, and almost a more like can be respectful relationship between like the client and the chef or the cook. And, um, and they're so excited to learn. And, uh, and so it's, it's, those are my, those are like my most ideal parties. Um, I think too, like you, the difference between what you just described and like an event is the people at the event, generally don't care about what you're doing and until the final product comes out and if it's good or bad like that event that yeah. you described like they want to learn about the ingredients and like we all love talking about what we do and how we do it and like i'm sure you could talk for hours about your dough and the ingredients you use and why you use those ingredients and how you put it together and the temperatures and all the different things that go into making great pizza that or whatever it is that people don't know about Totally. Well, and, and, and I think like, it's, you know, it's fun to ask what everybody's like favorite pizza memory is. And, and oftentimes it's not necessarily like about the pizza. It's about everything that like went <laughs> yeah. into it, you know, like the day, the location, the like conversations had and the, you know, and, and so it's just, it's nice to see that like enlightenment in some people's faces. And they're like, I, you know, I didn't even know what a margarita pizza was, you know, yeah. like some people don't know that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It's funny too, because most people with pizza memories involve bad pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. You're like, you're like, I think mean, about like, oh, I got pizza at Costco when I was a kid. You're like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of my favorite pizza memories is like watching the Simpsons and eating DiGiorno's. Um, <laughs> or Elio's pizza, like frozen Elio's pizza or something like that when you're yeah. a kid, the toaster yeah. oven. I'm embarrassed. So I just good. said that out loud, but that's true. It happens. Yeah, um, I mean, like it's true. Like their pizza memories. It's good. It's interesting to hear what people, how they remember pizza. And it's interesting to have people go back, maybe in revisit as an adult the pizza that they thought was fantastic as a kid and realize that oh man, that's pizza's really bad. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid to like. It's like watching one of those like really those movies that like 
just defined your childhood. And then you watch it again as an adult and you're like, the never ending story is a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. Feeds is the same way. That's so funny. You say that. Yeah. So but, you're doing um, more of those. Are you doing more of those tasting style pizza dinners? Yeah. So it's like, it's a combination. And I, for back to weddings, I like, will do, I, I'm doing one this weekend, actually, I'm doing like a welcome party. So it's a little, le- it's a little more low key than an actual wedding day. But, um, that was my, that was my exception. I almost got offered a funeral this week, really, which I felt weird about. Um, but, and, and the people that were going to work for me also felt kind of weird about it. They're like, but pizza's fun. But anyways, yeah. um, but, uh, and so I've been doing those, uh, sometimes like the pizza tasting, sometimes just like bigger 50 person parties. Um, and then, uh, and then also the do it yourself pizza kits. And I've been doing like stuff more for corporate companies. Um, so they'll like, you know, want a bunch of do it yourself pizza kits for customer retention, which is great. I love those. And I want to do more of that. Um, do they tell you ahead of time, like, Hey, I need a hundred of those. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we customize the box, um, and make sure it like looks, you know, to what, to their liking. Um, that's like something I've been working at the kinks of and we'll continue to, but it's, and then also like a zoom class with it. I, I want to get, I know, I mean, people are like, Oh, well now you can stop doing zoom classes or not, not that I was doing it that much, but I kind of want to get more into zoom classes Um, because I don't think, I think like, you know, people are going to go back to work, but I think the world is going to still be a hybrid society and for it, like not, you know, it's, it's people, it's really worked in some people's favor to have that hybrid work from home. Um, so anyway, so I, so I'd love to continue. And for me, like, I like to be super flexible and, run my own schedule and not be tied down to anything. So I think that's why I don't really want a brick and mortar, um, or have ever really wanted one. Um, so to trying to figure out how to like make it a movable business essentially. Um, and then pop-ups wise, honestly, the like, like 2020 happened. I got sober 2019. I did so many pop-ups. Um, and that was, you know, when I like started the business and it was a great experience, but man, oh man, did I get so burned out from it. Um, and like just realize certain aspects that I, you know, I wanted it to like just begin the business, get the word out there. Like, right. You just took anything you did, anything that came in, you took, I'm sure. Totally. I mean, and like, you know, some of the pop-ups I made like no money and I just worked so hard and I'm by myself too. Um, and it was super challenging. And so a lot of people are, you know, I feel bad, um, because, you know, not everyone can afford a expensive pizza party in their backyard. So, um, they're like, when are you going to do a pop-up? Um, but I, I'm like, don't know if I can do it that often anymore. So I'm trying to look at it more as like a, again, a once a month or once every one and a half months, like collaboration, you know, collaborate with other chefs, collaborate with other businesses, um, just fully hire it out, not like expect to make any money. Um, you use it as like a marketing thing. Um, cause I think that, you know, either people will hire you for other pizza parties or or people will just like want to support your business. Um, and so looking at more, more as that, yeah. um, maybe do some sponsorships, you know, I like the uh, zoom thing too. I think the zoom thing is not going to go away And I think it opens you, it opens you up to, especially if you're using Instagram or Facebook for your business to get the word out there, zoom pizza classes give you the ability to reach a much larger audience than you could if you just did it at your own geographical area that you could drive to within reason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i think that's huge i don't, I don't think i think people le- people learned how to use zoom over the last year people who would never ever use zoom if 2020 didn't happen learned how to use zoom totally totally um and i still don't really know how to use it <laughs> <laughs> you did a fantastic uh, job hopping on it today it looks great yeah yeah 
It's great. Wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, we did a lot of Zooms where like people were, I've never used Zoom before in my life. And, and I was like, well, there's always that one. That's always that first time you got to learn how to do it. And you broke through and now you figured it out. Now, next time someone yeah. wants you to hop on a Zoom, it's a piece of cake. Exactly. Exactly. No, but I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to go away. And, and, and there's just something nice that like, I think again, back to the, I'm so promo self-care um, and trying to like, I think I want my business to be successful and I want to make money um, 1 million percent, but I also want to create a lifestyle that is one that I want to live yeah. So, um, and a happy one. Um, so trying to figure that out. Um, and I think, I hope, I would hope that, you know, people that are about to open restaurants or that are going back to their restaurants that they are reopening. Like I, I hope that they can figure out how to live a more balanced lifestyle as well. You I know? think, yeah, I think, you know, there's a, a perception that there's a lack of people out there looking for or that, will want to work or can work and everybody's having a hard time finding employees. I hear that all the time, but I think closing one day or opening, not opening for lunch, it made a lot of people look at their business and say, you know what? All right. I don't have the staff to be open 12 hours, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Let me look at my business. And because they had to do that, they looked at the numbers of their business and they're like, you know what? I wasn't really making money during the day. What am I opening up 11 to three, four, when I'm not making any money, like we just open 11 to three to be open to say we're open 11 to three, but there's not a lot of customers. We're not making a lot of profit. Let's just open at four. And a lot of people yeah. have done that. And they're like, this is great. I have like the whole day off. Now I go to work at four or we open at four and the whole day is free. And it, it wasn't like they lost money because it wasn't profitable for them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now they can like, if you're not making that much money, then don't open. Right. Relax. And if they 2020 didn't happen, they would have never known that. It's and yeah. And it's so, it's, it's so true. I mean, I, I think like there was one place that I was popping up at a lot and they were like, why don't you just come back and you can pop up all the time? Like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I enjoy it. I think. Um, and I don't know if I was making enough money to make it worth it for me. So like the private events, especially, I don't, I'm sure everywhere, but I think especially in LA culture is just something that I enjoy. And I think I can create, um, and I, yeah, the, especially the pizza tasting thing, like just seeing, seeing the light on people's faces, like light up and have them like shut up all conversation to like hear about what's going to be on the menu next is just, there's, I don't know. There needs, there also needs to be this like different, I think one thing that hopefully 2020 will change is this different relationship between bad customers and selfish customers and people that act, people that actually work and make the food. So hopefully, hopefully that will all change too, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, there's, gonna, there's a lot of jerks out there still. There's so much jerks out there. That's not going to change. No, yeah. I don't true. think no, no bad year or any virus is going to make someone not be a jerk if they're a jerk. <laughs> If they're really a jerk, I mean, it, it made a lot of people's perceptions change a little bit, but there's still some jerks out there. I still can't believe people who, you know, I, I, I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups people add me to, whether that be like a, a, a geographical area food group, right? And the amount of yeah. posts I see that are like, oh, I went to this restaurant and blah, 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 just complaining the whole post. And people are like, do you realize that they probably are short staffed? They just went through where they couldn't have anybody in their dining room. There, There's, you know, the laws are changing for them every day. And here you are complaining that your French fries were a little overcooked. Like, get a life, person. Oh, my God. I know. It's 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 crazy. Um, and, and then and then there's the like. There I, I think this was in L.A. too. There was a thing where people would order it was like a different type of thievery, which is like the worst type of thievery that they would place a big order of food. And then through one of those services and then the food would be delivered. And then they would say it was a fraud. And then it would like, basically I mean, one of these, this restaurant this act that I'm talking to that's happened to, they, 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 they shut the, they shut the doors, but then, 
they shut the business doors, but then like a lot of people, they brought like, Hey, we'll give money back to you. Like we'll support you. We love you. We're going to raise you up. Um, I don't know where I'm getting at with this, but I just think it's important for like media that's uncovering some of these things that are happening, that making just customers aware of things that they wouldn't yeah. realize otherwise. You yeah. Know? Like the third party thing that, that brought a lot of attention to customers eyes of how the third parties were interacting and, you know, kind of charging restaurants that they weren't aware of before this happened for sure. And there's so many of those apps now. I mean, it's, it's crazy to weave through them and think, uh, what's the right one. So, um, I don't know. I'm using a new one called Mr. Chow. I don't know if you've heard of it. It sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard the name of it. How is it going? It's good. It's good. I'm not, again, I'm not doing that many pop-ups right now, so I haven't used it that much, but, um, it's great for, it's, I think an Australian company, um, but it's just good for pre-orders. I think pre-orders have like completely changed the game yeah. for the pop-up world. Like I wish that I had that two years ago. Cause then you would just, you know, know exactly what you get into. Totally. Totally. Um, I think that's been a great thing for, for the industry. And I hope that continues for, for people. Let's make know. that, let's make that a trend. I think the pre-order thing, you know, who does that really well, who I talked to Spencer from wizard of Za. Oh, he does. Dang. He has a brick and mortar that he does it for now. That's, that's awesome. And pe- uh, people order six weeks ahead of time. Where is he based? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, wow. So he started, he started as like a mobile kind of mobile pop-up kind of pizzeria and then he went into he used to run it like that his mobile like you'd order ahead of time he'd, he'd tell you to come at a certain time and now he did that with his uh brick and mortar that he just opened a couple months ago so i'm interested to see if that is something that will sustain he's a great like great person to watch because he's doing it in a brick and mortar where people order way ahead of time and you know, if that's a, a model that can be sustained, then that's an interesting concept for people out there to be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do this one thing really, really well. If you want it, you got to order it way ahead of time. Totally. Totally. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it goes too. I know that bootleg pizza was doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it, but I think they might be. Um, they're, they're LA based too. food truck, food truck to brick and mortar concept. Um, but it's, it's, I think it's, there's like a pizza culture of pizza foodie culture, have you, of people that they just want to try a bunch of different pizzas, which is great. Um, yeah. And I think like, it's been interesting to see too, I feel like LA has become more of this like pizza foodie city, um, especially because of the pandemic and um, the new, the fad diet of 2020 was dieting on pizza uh, for (laughs) everybody, but also Angelina's gluten, gluten made a comeback. Um, But it'll be interesting to see like what happens now post pandemic when um, everybody's to go on a diet. But, um, but I think that it will keep in LA. Like I think people will, they've created, because there are multiple pizzerias now and people opening different things, it's all helping each other in a way of like, people are like, okay, I want to try this person's yeah. pizza now. And I want to try this person's pizza now. And this is from a brick and mortar. This is a pop-up. This is a, I don't know. You know, do you know Noel from slow rise pizza in Justin from Apollonia's? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Those, those guys were in LA. They, I think LA pizza culture is really, or, or the pizza scene, I should say is in, in Los Angeles is very much strong now compared to what it was a few years back. Super strong. Yeah, I, I would agree. I love um, it. I think the pizza scene all over the country is better now because people are just aware and can see what good pizza is. Yeah. And I think like there's people transitioning from different industries and um, I don't know. It's cool. To, it's cool to see. I've, I've reached out for people just to help more, more gig related things. Um, you know, I, I made a post on Instagram saying like, I need help. And I've had like a variety of different people uh, reach out to people with like, you know, cooking experience that there are legitimate chefs that have amazing cooking experience. Well, well above me. And then there's other people that are just have, are in a different, completely different industry, but they kind of want to flirt with the pizza world or the pop-up world. And they they are like, I just want to learn. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, 
that's the biggest, that's what, that's what you want. That's what I want. Just yeah. someone who's willing to learn and like jump in essentially, you know? Yeah. 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 Where, so Ines, it was great talking to you. Where can people go? Like, are you doing any events? This podcast is actually going to come out relatively soon as we're recording it. So are you going to be anywhere that people can go check you out? Um, I might be doing something in Venice soon with some other people, a potentially a Georgian themed pop-up. Um, that's interesting with, with, uh, I have, I have a good friend who has a natural wine bar. Um, so we were thinking like, what could we all do together? That would be fun. Um, so we're thinking like Georgian natural wines, another friend would do something meat related cause they have a Georgian relationship. And then I would do something of the Kachapuri, uh, side. So anyways, uh, stay tuned. It might happen this month or you next get, month. You'll put something on Instagram or Facebook for people. I'll to put something on Instagram or Facebook. And where yeah. are you on those platforms? Uh, it's at Lupacota. Um, and that's on Instagram. L U P A C O T T A. And, and we'll, then also we announce things on our website. Um, so it's just www.lupacota.com. Um, and you'll be able to find us there. We'll link everything up too. So if you're driving or you're working, we'll link everything up in the show notes, the website, Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. I very much appreciate it. Don't hang up yet, but I appreciate you joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here again. Thank you, Ines, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for listening at home or at work or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Hit me up if you have a question or a suggestion for a future podcast episode. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. You can also hit me up on Instagram at smartpizzamarketing or at the Bruce Irving. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, Pizza Summit replays, pizzasummit2021.com. Hit the replay, 10 bucks. You get access to all the sessions from this year. And if you're listening to this way in the future, pizzasummit2022.com is probably where you want to go if you want access to the next pizza summit and you want to join us live because that's where you get the interaction but if you can't the replays are available again pizza summit 2021.com get all the replays for just ten dollars while they're still up thank you all appreciate you have a great week and we'll see you right back here next week on the smart pizza marketing podcast